Welcome back to another episode of Key in the Lake, the premier whiskey podcast without the word whiskey mentioned in its title whatsoever. <laughs> we are on a little field trip today, and we are also short one host. Wilson Torres couldn't make it, but this is uh, Jake Hookie, your other host here. Um, Wilson's, I don't know, driving his girlfriend home from work or something like that today at, in an afternoon while we are out admiring the great bar of Wild in the Lakeview East neighborhood of Chicago. But I do have uh, two great guests with me, two guests that have been on uh, before on the podcast, and two men from Scotland. Please welcome back, uh, Abelard. They might have to start paying rent to us now to be on the podcast so much, <laughs> but Graham, <coughs> excuse me, Colm, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Welcome Thanks for having me. Back. Thanks, Thanks for having Jake. me. Yeah. Round three. Yeah. Yeah, round three for Gr- yeah. Uh, Graham is uh, here visiting from Scotland, who is the company's master distiller. Colm, if you don't know and haven't listened to his previous episodes, he is the brand ambassador here in Chicago and runs amok of the city, um, just selling a lot of great whiskey. Trying my best. Trying your best. Slinging it, baby. <laughs> Graham, what brings you into town this time? Well, uh, we've been uh, here to launch Abuna Alba. So it's uh, hit the state side here this this this, this month. Mm-hmm. So we're just doing some follow up on that, some press work, some tastings, and uh, just having a good time, really. Yeah, and the Muna was uh, something that brought us together the very first time, um, last in June or May, whenever we turned it was to the end set. of May. Yeah, yeah, you weren't even here, but you know. I know because I've, my fingers on the pulse. There you go, <laughs> picking up where Alan left off. <laughs> <laughs> that was it, man. Yeah. Slipped yeah. in seamlessly. Yeah, there you go. Didn't even tell the difference. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't look the exact same. No, we uh, we started taste. We tasted that, and uh, it was released on September first. Was that something like that? A bit later, maybe was it just uh, in the yeah, last month or so? Yeah, okay. Um, I've lost track of time in this time of year. Well, early September. Early September is when we launched the. Um, the single cast, oh, the fifteen-year-old right. single okay. cast, that's right. and then the Alba was a little bit after that. But yeah, we're rocking and rolling now. And Graham's got uh, did a t- big tasting last night. Um, yeah, how'd, how'd that go at Benny's? It was brilliant, it was good, yeah, yeah, really good. We had a special guest there as well. We had um, in Luke. preparation for the launch of Abuna Alba, yeah. we produced this uh, little wee booklet, yeah. and we had some well-known writers. Uh, Lou Bryson was one of them. Yeah, I saw him uh, so. uh, putting that on Facebook about being there. I was like, oh, well, I'm visiting accounts right now and should have gone to Binnie's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Lou, was he was a hoot last night. Oh, he, man. Uh, he really threw himself into the whole event and we had a really good conversation about yeah. whiskey, uh, cask maturation, and just all things Abelour in general. Nice. And it was, yeah, it was a blast. I th- yeah, he was amazing as soon as, you know, he... We didn't really know how it was going to work. Like, we'd spoken a little bit about it beforehand, and I was like, well, Graham, it's probably best if we take everybody through the whiskey, um, and then afterwards we can rock and roll with, yeah. with like, the books and the question and answers and stuff. And as soon as Lou got going, you know, he, the stories were coming out, and yeah. it's cool because you get kind of both sides of it. Obviously, Graham has that, like, technical knowledge of it all, and, you know, he's lived in the north of Scotland all his life, so he's been surrounded by Scotch forever. But... Lou has like this romanticism mm. to him, right? Like he, he, he really believes in the magic of it all, which is nice. Yes. Yeah, he's, he's really passionate about the whole thing Definitely. and it, the experience he's got and, and journalism as well just yeah. shone through last night and the conversation just seemed to flow. Mm. And the, the crowd there were really knowledgeable last night and we've, we've found that wherever we've been, mm. uh, especially with the conversations about Abelauer. People know Abelauer. Yeah. And they know whiskey. So yeah, definitely. Those, are, those events are really well attended at Benny's down in the... Were you down well, it was full. It was, it was tw- we, had 20, we had 25 spots and there was 25 people there and nice. everybody turned up. So and it's like one of the coolest places in the city to drink whiskey too down there. The catacombs. Yeah, the catacombs. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Catacombs, yeah. Catacombs, I was so surprised with that room. It was awesome. Yeah. See the bones in the wall? Yeah, the bones yeah. in the, the wall. The, yeah. 
the the dog bones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's some uh, some cool prohibition uh, newspapers and headlines on there too to read through. Um, a lot of a lot of history of Chicago news and media involving whiskey from all around there. So if you yeah, if you ever can do a master class at Benny's uh, in Lakeview, I definitely recommend it. Yeah, that's that's the Benny's. I think it's three thousand North Clark. Yep. And yeah. it was. Uh, yeah, because I'd never been I'd never been down to the catacombs mm. before, and went down there and then saw the and saw the wee setup and I was like, man, this yeah. is actually yeah. pretty cool. You know, it's a fun time down there. Yeah, and Lou, talking, Lou helped write the booklet, correct? Lou, um, Lou, and who else? Ro- Noah Rollbottom. Noah, um, um, Dave Broom. Uh, yeah. ro- ro- the, um, oh, nice. Ro- he did the forward. A forward. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so. Anne as well. Yeah. Um, uh, Anne Miller, who's the She's like the global brand ambassador for Apple yeah. Hour. Yeah. So um, she's been associated with the brand for the last like 20 years. Okay. So yeah, so she's she got knows it inside depth out. depth of experience in Apple Hour. So she's been there longer than I have. I mean, I, I got there in 2002 and Anne had been there for like 10 years before me. Jeez. So yeah, her broad uh, experience in Apple Hour brand is oh, fathomless. She knows everything about uh, the whole brand. So it's great. Yeah. Nice. When you're creating booklets like that or, you know, um, physical items for customers to take with them what's what's kind of the end all goal with it usually uh what are you trying to get more information out there into the hands of your yeah i think i think especially in these instances so that that book is that book last night we were doing it for people that are going to buy the abuna and the abuna alba oh okay so two you know so you're talking about because these books there's only i think there's only a thousand thousand Mm. thousand they're all numbered and they're all signed by all the people that were involved in making That's it. That's cool. Yeah. Which is super cool. And it's a beautiful, it's a beautifully crafted book. It's a shame I don't have an example with me. I'll maybe check my bag in a second. But, um, you know, it's a really, really beautiful book. And I think the idea at the end of it all is not just to educate mm-hmm. people on, on what, like this from this kind of journey of the kind of brother-sister thing of um, the Alba and the Abuna but also to give people a little bit of an insight into what's going on behind the scenes, you yeah, know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, which is what those people that were there last night, that was what they really wanted to know. You know, the questions the questions showed that and um, and people were super interested in hearing what, yeah. what the two guys had to say. And the reason, that, the reason I know there's a thousand books is because the last time I was in Chicago, um, in between meetings and tastings and podcasts and... Podcast. Uh, I had a thousand books to sign. Oh, so really? I, I was taking breaks of like half an hour to sign like a hundred labels yeah. at, at a time. And uh, no, but the book, um, it, it, it charts the whole sort of Abuna story. So we've got the original Abuna in there and how that was born. And then just that day, the journey we've taken to come up with uh, Abuna Alba, mm. which is uh, taking it to the opposite end of the spectrum Definitely. from Abuna, the original Abuna. So we've gone from the sherry influence to the, the American oak and the bourbon cask influence, which is a totally new new dimension for Abalawa. Yeah. And it's a great journey. We've loved taking that journey, and this week we've loved taking everybody on that journey with us. It's brilliant, yeah. Was the switch over to the bourbon cask, ex-bourbon cask, um, a decision to try to, ex- you know, try new things in the brand to extend that reach out there, or... Also to see you know the response that other distilleries are doing with cast as well, bourbon cast too. Um, just try something new. Well, I think uh, we've always known uh, what Abalawa can present in terms yeah. of whiskey because we have the double cast maturation process. So we're all we u- always have been using American uh, ex bourbon casks as well as the sherry. Um, and when we're watching that uh, bourbon cask mature, we we've always known we've had something special. Yeah. And it's uh, we've always had distillery releases 
back at the distillery in Abalaua, at the visitor centre, every year they will produce sort of like single cask releases. And uh, you've also had it in the last couple of years in, in Illinois here. Mm. Um, so we, we've known what bourbon can do for the Abalaua. And this is just a, us just putting our stamp out there and saying, look, yeah, let's give uh, Abuna a little brother and uh, let him have his part in the family, you know? Definitely. Yeah, we're just we Americans over here making some good whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the thing that the thing that I loved is um, a couple of things actually about it is that first of all the color, right? Yeah. Everywhere we go, every single person you show it to, they are amazed at the color. And yeah. I think part of that, and what I was saying today, we were in uh, Warehouse Liquors with Gene Charnes, yeah, yeah. and Gene was kind of talking us through. The different whiskies that he yeah, had. Yeah. We tried some phenomenal single barrel stuff that he had. I should have gone with you. I could never get in there. <laughs> oh, and um, you would love oh, a drink. No, no, I know. Oh, no, I, I've, I've been in there many times, but yeah. getting an appointment's another thing. Yeah. yeah. So he he well, basically, when I told him that he was coming in, when Graham was coming over, he was like, right, I have to meet Graham. Like I have to meet him. So yeah. I was like, right, come on. So we stood and we chatted for a good thirty minutes today, and we tried a bunch of different whiskies and some rum. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, and it was great. And, and what I was saying to him was that one of the cool things about, I mean, you look at these two, right? One of the cool things about it is that contrast because mm-hmm. it's the same juice, right? Yeah. It's the same stuff. But the thing that changes the two of them is the, the barrel, right? Yeah. The wood that we're using. So it's a really, I think it's a great advert for the fact of, of how much a difference wood can make. Yeah. It truly describes um, too, like what the, as the wood being a living organism and yeah. how it changed and reflects what we're drinking. And we talked a lot last night as well about wood management, yeah, you know, yeah. and the advances that have been made in that and how, how much better it is now and how important it is to whiskey, you know. Mm-hmm. What is the process when selecting the barrels uh, for the Elba? Selecting about the barrels. Selecting the barrels, yeah, what yeah. barrels you're going to use, yeah. Well, we've, we've got a great wood management policy at, at, at Abalauer. So uh, we have our own bodega in Spain for the, the first fill, all the Rosso Sherry casks mm-hmm. that we use for the original Abuna. But uh, we also have a, a broker in the U.S. who supplies us with the, the ex-American uh, casks. So we get first dibs on the, on a really good cask when they come over to Scotland for filling. And uh, it's really important because, as, as Callum said there, um, wood management and also the process of distillation, which is my job. I mean, I, I, get, I get to make this whiskey in five days. So, and then I'm going to stick it in a lump of wood for... Man, at least three years yeah. and, and then 12, 16, 18 for the core so yeah we're putting a lot of f- faith in that wood and uh, 70% of the flavour of the whiskey is going to come with that wood at the end of the day Definitely. so it's, it's a really important part of the process yeah so also just kind of getting back to Chicago what have you thought of your second visit to the market this year? It's been bloody cold. <laughs> but, uh, that it has, yeah. The, uh, on Tuesday night when we were skipping from one bar to the next, I was just, uh, it's too early for this to see your breath so much and yeah. drink more whiskey to stay warmer. Ah, uh, yes, the, the, yeah. the wander into the Duke of Perth. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, they yeah. didn't even have, te- they have tenants <gasps> sign over the bar yeah. for tenants lager. Yeah. You were disappointed. And I was, I was talking about this last time, yeah. if you remember. Yep. So I mentioned Tennis Lager and the last time I was on because we were talking about our favorite brands and all that kind of stuff. And I was saying like, our, you know, our famous drink, favorite drinks. And I was saying that how you sometimes there's things in your life that maybe, you know, the taste isn't something that is fun. You know, it's not something that you're massively enthralled with. No, no, no. no. But the emotion and the, yeah. the emotive sense of like tenants. Yeah. That's what I'm after, Half guys. a dozen guys in a bar clunking tenants glasses together and saying, <laughs> cheers, guys. Let's have a good all night. Right, lads. Right. 
<laughs> see you away, boys. All right, see you in the morning. Sounds like a good place to be. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was saying that every time, every time I go home, I'm always. I'm, yeah. That's the first thing I reach for is a pint of tenants. Yeah. <laughs> pint no. of tenants, loyal. Well, even like yeah. just on Saturday, I'm going to a football game, and it'll be where about Iowa, Iowa City, Iowa, Iowa, Iowa versus Minnesota, a nice. top twenty matchup. Next week, okay, yeah. uh, I got LSU versus Arkansas. You're going in New Orleans, really? in Baton Rouge. Nice, good for I'm, you. I'm going, baby. Yeah. Saturday, six o'clock. Good man. Yeah, but it's kind of bad. <laughs> like it's like we'll be drinking Bush Lights, you know, at nine o'clock in the morning and freezing cold weather. Like not because it's good beer, it's because <laughs> camaraderie and hanging out with family and friends and yeah, having a good time yeah, and spending yeah. a good That's day together. Point, yeah. It's the nostalgia f- factor of it. It's funny too because I sat over that sign, the tenant sign, for I don't know how many times, not knowing it what it was. Yeah. And then last weekend when you pointed it out in the podcast, so as soon as we sat down before you guys got there, I'm like, oh. That's that beer you was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, what else yeah. have you seen um, so far in the market? Oh, well, we, we were down in Delilah's the little night. Nice. Um, been to Delilah's, uh, yeah. We walked in Big there Mike. to see Big Mike, and uh, it's always great to see you in. Absolutely. Catch up with Mike. And then, and, then our, and then our good friend, Eric Garcia. Eric, down there in uh, Maple and Ash, so he looked after as well last night, and uh, his server. Who was... Uh, <laughs> who was reminiscent of a, a very famous Irish MMA fighter. Yeah. Really? He looked very similar to him. Yeah. To a, a one Conor McGregor? A one, a one and only. My was goodness, so, uh, sir. He was a double was, ganger, wasn't he? Our, our yeah. Brandley yeah. Dandy, he actually said that. So. He was like, wow, the sales of proper was 12 he, must be going poorly. Was he Irish, too? No, he was American. Oh, American that's guy. That's great. I do see a lot of uh, proper 12s being carried out of liquor stores these days, though. But <laughs> that's okay. People drink what they want to drink. Um, but, yeah, I think, um, how is it? Is it different, like, seeing the market, like, when it's warmer outside and colder outside? Oh, of course, yeah. I think it's a... A different uh, a vibe when you're out there in the fresh air and yeah. uh, everybody's going about with the uh, short sleeves and right. shorts on. Um, everybody's been wrapped up and that. But um, I think this fresh weather here um, entices people to come and taste some whiskey. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. It's it's that sort of season. Almost step, almost the you. season to be jolly. I, almost I, I, isn't I, it? But but we yeah. that we were in today. Yeah, we had like five Christmas songs back to back. Oh yeah, no, it was on the day of Halloween. There's a store down the street from here, and uh, it sells like a little like tchotchke store and like frames and all that kind of stuff. And one side of the window was Halloween, forty percent off all Halloween stuff, and the other window was all Christmas display. <laughs> I'm like, oh it is Halloween God. today, so. Well, we brought plenty of presents in the shape of Abelard oh, Rabuna. Yeah. There you go. One thing um, that I've I admire a lot about Abelard is is embracing cocktail culture and a lot of people that aren't necessarily into scotch or maybe a novice of scotch and whiskey in general they don't know that scotch can be great cocktails oh, but yeah. you oh, guys yeah. embrace that and you talked a little bit about that one actually it's probably more after the podcast with taylor um we yeah. had some whiskey sours yeah but was there a decision that the company kind of got around at a certain point in time or is it just something that's evolved Naturally. I think it's evolved naturally because I think uh, scotch is uh, that sort of versatile drink that can be enjoyed in any sort of mix, really. Yeah. You know, as, as, as long as somebody drinking scotch, whether it's with Coke, with water, <laughs> in a cocktail, hey, I don't mind. Yeah. 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 As long as they're enjoying the flavours and the flavours combine to give you some experience. Mm-hmm. And if that experience is Abelour, then it's a fantastic... Uh, yeah. I mean, I think... I agree. I think it's just evolved naturally and I think that the... The flavors specifically have mm-hmm. really lended themselves to that. Um, for example, Tuesday night we went, when we were at Shuba's, they I, I, for, I forgot already. Yeah, <laughs> I'd said I'd said to them I was like I really want to do you know like a wee Scotch tail thing you know where oh, we've yeah, got yeah. like a couple of different cocktails. One that's maybe 
uh, a little bit more of a modern classic and twist on it and then one that's just a typical good cocktail to have so we had the chocolate old fashioned and the yeah. Yeah. whiskey sour yeah. what was in the chocolate old fashioned it was uh, it's just it's just an old fashioned all we've done is replaced the Angostura bitters yeah. with chocolate that's like it. the Aztec chocolate bitters yeah. so it's it just lends itself to it and yeah. that's why I was saying tonight that we're going to do these custom chocolates with mm-hmm. our tasting because yeah. yeah. we're going to have some chocolates yeah. there and it just they do fit the flavours fit you yeah. know and we were talking about uh, Noah and his uh, sidecar you were uh, telling me that yeah, car. Yeah, the space mm. sidecar so, so Noah's uh, Noah's been batching cocktails with Aberlour 12 and and he does the space sidecar and I think um I mean, he's got a bunch. He's got a bunch of different cocktails that he's been batching. But that space side car is the number where where they're batching. They have five different batch cocktails. Yeah. Some with bourbon, some with gin, uh, some with um, scotch, and the the scotch one's the biggest seller, mm. which is crazy because. 25 years ago no. yeah. you know people would be like scotch in a oh, cocktail yeah. no way man 5 years ago yeah. <laughs> yeah. you've got to drink it and eat yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. is Scotland um, similarly embracing cocktails as well it's not a culture you really see but um, yeah. name, of, name of the scotch mixes um, you will see the white the, the other spirits in yeah. cocktails and uh, Glasgow, Edinburgh, the cocktail bars around there, but um, there might be, I think there's a couple of cocktail bars in Aberdeen now as well. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, like decent cocktail bars. Where whereas before, thirty years ago, you'd never catch a, a cocktail no. bar in Aberdeen. It would just be pubs and yeah. <laughs> pub and grub, full of blokes having a fag. <laughs> Sorry, you guys, cigarette. We're explicit. It doesn't matter. People, people know it. People know <laughs> it. Cancel Smoking culture. Fags. Yeah. Come after me. I'd say it don't, don't matter at all. No, it's really interesting though. I think. Uh, the first time that Alan and I uh, hung out, we had some cocktails as well. And I mean, I- I've been one to have penicillins quite a bit. And yeah. Brittany drinks a lot of penicillins too. So, uh, Well, I was like the story with Aberlour, actually. The guy that founded it, James Fleming, mm-hmm. shares his surname with the guy that discovered penicillin. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Alexander Fleming, the 40s. Yeah. There's so three famous Flemings. Well, there's pro- I'm sure there's loads, but there there's might three, be more. Fle- three famous Flemings that I know. If you yeah. say that very fast, you got to be careful. But um, there's James Fleming, obviously, yep. probably the most famous. I mean, come on, guess. He has to be, yeah. From uh, 1879, <laughs> Aberlour. Yeah. But um, there's also a guy that wrote James Bond. Oh, Ian, yeah? Ian, Ian Fleming. He was a Scottish oh, guy. Right, yeah. yeah. And then the guy that discovered penicillin, Alexander Fleming. <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. There you go. The Flemings of the you world. Could, you could be the next Bond, Callum. I think you've got the makings of the next Bond. Yeah. When Daniel Craig hangs up his, uh, his wee... Revolver there. Well, I think is, he not, is, he not, is he not done now? No. He's, he's doing one more, he, isn't he? Yeah, I think yeah, he's, he's doing bounded one more. by his contract, but doesn't he hate yeah. doing it? I think that's why he doesn't yeah. want to do I it. I presume it's quite taxing, though, on the old I th- bod. Yeah. I think he's over the hill. But you, your fencing experience, and uh, yeah, I can see you as a bond. fencing, yeah, we talked yeah. about that. Yeah. yeah. Experiences yeah. are shaking. We could do a whole fencing scene. Could yeah. I, I could do it. I'd much rather be. Well, they did it in Die Another Day. Didn't they? You remember what? that the Madonna b- Bond? Oh yeah. yes, aye. I they did the, remember the f- whole fencing thing. Yeah, huh. yeah. There's a fencing scene, and it's um, it was the one. It was Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan he was right? yeah, yeah, Pierce yeah, Brosnan. He was, I saw that one. Oh man, the Diana yeah. Day is a good one. Okay. I mean, yeah. it's not it's not Goldeneye. Goldeneye, yeah. Goldeneye. Uh, oh. but I mean the new the new the new James Bonds. My my favorite James Bond is Casino Royale. The new oh, the new yeah. one with yeah. Daniel Craig. Yeah. I think that's a masterpiece. Like. I think, yeah. the, I think the story since uh, Daniel Craig took over the role has yeah, sort and of the, evolved. The, the and film, it's, the directing yeah. is a lot like, you know, it's a lot more brutal. Mm-hmm. Almost, like, yeah. you know, it's a lot more serious. Eh? Yeah. No, it was before, like, when, when it was Big Sean Connery. Sean. When it was Sean Connery. It was a lot more, 
I feel it was a lot more tongue in cheek sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. You know? yeah. And then with when it got when it got a little bit further on, you know, an event Timothy Dalton and then yeah, Pierce, that, well, you know. Pierce Brosnan, it was getting less so, and then all of a sudden yeah. Daniel Craig walks yeah. on walks on screen, and it it's almost like, more like Mission Impossible in yeah. a way with the action yeah. parts yeah. of it. Yeah. yeah, Well, I don't know if you remember the beginning of Casino Royale, they're fighting in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know that was a brutal scene. And that, wasn't and, that, that and, and, it's, and I remember going to see that at the cinema, yeah. and I remember thinking like, this is going to be different. This <laughs> yeah. is going to be pretty different. Yeah. So, so. No, they've certainly raised the bar. It's a hell of Sort of triple X, Vin Diesel as well, all that sort of oh, stuff. Yeah, just the whole Anarchy bar. 99. Yeah. <laughs> I love that film. Bitches come. That's, yeah. that's the only remember, I remember that. I'm like, wow, that's that's great. And it sums up kind of 2001 movies right there. Was it 2001? I'd assume so. Something yeah. like that. 99. Fast and the Furious. Anarchy that whole that whole area. That whole era of awesome movies, and they still live on now. Yeah. But uh, that, that that's like that's like great crap. We were talking about Top Gun last night as well. well Vin Diesel, do you know he like he owns part of the franchise, so he's like a billionaire from that. Like, okay. The Fast and the Furious, yeah. yeah. Oh so, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. probably he. He probably knows that. That's probably why they're on a Fast and the Furious yeah. fifteen or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 <laughs> he wasn't even in the new one. The Rock just takes taking over now. And Idris Elba. Yeah. No. Yeah. And a new, you mentioned Top Gun. There's a new movie, Top Gun. Isn't yeah. It? Yeah. yeah. They're doing another one. Yeah. Kind of a not a remake, but yeah. a continuation a little bit. Yeah. 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 It's funny so, because when that trailer um, came out, I was like, oh, I'm pretty hyped for this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was funny because we're round dinner last night. We were having a few. I our 12s. I was having a hot toddy. No. Try, oh, yeah, yeah, man. Trying to get rid of this old, oh, uh, yeah. this old scratch, scratchy throat that I've got. Just talk less. But, um, well, <laughs> it's difficult for me. Um, <laughs> but we were saying that about uh, one of the guys that were with us being in that Miramar base. The That's Top true, Gun, yeah. the yeah. Miramar Air Force base. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Huh. Yeah. You know, I, like, cool. I always like playing volleyball in jeans. It's always a good call. <laughs> Makes no sense that whole that whole movie, but whatever. It's so, those undertones that's there. Oh, yeah. there's, there's quite a bit. There's, what other movie is it that uh, um, Quentin Tarantino like wrote his like theory of what uh, Top Gun is? It's like just a basically it's a gay movie a for men. Erotic, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, he wrote yeah. it in some movie and had some lines about it, but. I can't remember. I don't know. This, this uh, whiskey podcast always turns into a movie podcast. This is like, a, <laughs> this is like the fourth just episode in a row. We've just like gone off on a movie still. Digress. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, anything else about Chicago that you've enjoyed so far while being uh, here? I say, I always enjoy the people here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, when I was in New York at the beginning of the week, and I think uh, New York, everybody goes about mm-hmm. in their own sort of bubble, mm-hmm. whereas up here in Chicago, they tend to sort of embrace you more. Yeah, yeah they're, they're more open to conversation and, and being with you and spending time. And yeah, it's, it's did you do some events vibe. in New York too? Did you do some events in New yeah, York? Yeah, we did some just some engagement uh, round about the Abu Naba again. Yeah. So we did some stuff with uh, on trade, um, some journalism. I did a, a conversation uh, with a FaceTime interview. Uh, oh, really? Was, I did die, What was but, that like? <laughs> well, it was okay. It was a guy down in Washington, D.C., and uh. we did it on FaceTime. And uh, I got up the next morning expecting to go and see this see this video online. Yeah. And um, he forgot to press the record button. So oh. we, we had this 20-minute conversation, and he forgot to record it. Oh. So it was a wee bit of a faux pas. So it was a wee bit disappointed. I know. So, was it just practice on you? Uh, so going to go around too. <laughs> so... But you went, you did, um, today I took Graham to the Gage, mm. um, on Michigan, and we had a, a Scotch egg there. Oh, they've, man. they've already brought in the outlaw, oh. they're already ahead of the game. Yeah. Nice. Um, they're already ahead of the game, so, but Graham was saying that the, he'd done a dinner, in, or a lunch rather, in Dead Rabbit. Okay. 
And they do a wicked Scotch egg, oh, apparently. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've heard it's, it's uh, famous. Yeah. Yep. Actually, so, never ate there. Only drank there. Yeah. I saw a picture of you out front of there. I thought on Instagram this week. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Yeah. I think that was our first appointment in New York City this gotcha. week. So yeah. when we left there, we went up to, back up to PRUSA offices. Yeah. Did, did we happy ever? Well. Yeah, we happy ever up there. I love, I love New York and I got there quite a bit for work too, but whenever you're doing events out there compared to Chicago, I feel like people are here to stay and listen, where in New York, they're always waiting to go to the next thing. Yeah. Um, there's always like something else in the back of the mind, and so as soon as it's done, they're all gone. No one like lingers and asks a lot of questions at the end yeah. and wants that personal time. There's some... Graham's right. I think there's something... And this... How many times have you been here now? Oh, crikey. Um, this is my sixth or seventh time in nice. Chicago. Yeah. Has it always been with Apple Hour? No. The first time I came to Chicago was uh, in my silver wedding year. Um, so me and the missus decided that we wanted to do uh, Route 66. That's right. Yeah, I think I told you that yeah. story. Yeah. So that was my first time in Chicago. And ever since then, um, myself and the wife, we fell in love with the city because just we love the pace of the place. And uh, by the, the lake shore there, down mm-hmm. there, it's just beautiful. Yeah, it's so You can walk down to it if you want to. It's only a five-minute walk from yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying that to you, but just I've walked all that stretch of that lake oh, yeah. numerous times. Yeah, it's definitely. Just, I just love it. That's why I live in this neighborhood, because having that lake right there, having the park right there, it's a great juxtaposition between the city and, like, nature. Like, to stare out at a lake that's endless and see only water and only sky, yeah. and then turn around, and it's this jungle of uh, concrete yeah. behind you, and it's some of the most amazing architecture you can see yeah. in the city, so... It's definitely. Plus, you've got a husky dog to walk I got a husky well. dog, yeah. yeah. We were just out for a run earlier, so yeah. yeah. She loves this weather. My son's got a husky dog as nice. well. How he old? Just, it's one year. Oh. Uh, Luna. Um, so she's just, just turned a year, just maybe a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Nice. A lot of energy, that dog. Eh? Oh, yeah. A lot it, of energy. Let me, uh, she's, our, she's turned six on Monday, ours, and they don't stop losing their energy at all. Yeah. 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 I met one at a tasting their night in a liquor store. This couple walks in with a husky. It was the calmest husky I've ever seen, like a golden retriever calm. I'm like, what's wrong? How old's your dog? I'm like, it's six. And I'm like, very calmed down for that. She's like, yeah, it never was a wild dog. I'm like, well, that's a very rare husky because usually they're yeah. so hyper and all over the place and just wanting to play and bark at you. They're a form of talking calm. But, you know, it's... Uh, I sometimes bark. Yeah, Depends on how many abalores I've had. Woof. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but, um, yeah, no, it's a, it's an awesome city to live in. And I think... The drinking culture here is just—it's just changed so much in the oh, ten years I've been here. Where it was such a beer and a shot culture, um, and craft beer was on the rise at that point, and now it's just like a mainstay. I think eight out of ten beers ordered in bars in Chicago are craft beer, and people yeah. are drinking really well now. It, when you go into bars, you hear people asking for certain bottles to have an old fashioned. Yeah. They're not just like, "Hey, give me a well old fashioned." Like, like, "I can have a Buffalo Trace. Can I have an Old Forester?" Maybe not the most glamorous names of whiskey, yeah. but definitely the pro- some prominent names and yeah. enjoy, enjoying good juice with their at cocktails. And I think that's something as well that we see. Graham, you mentioned it earlier that people here, they're just so well educated yeah. about about this stuff, you know? I'm sure um, you're on a tour, yeah. you have customers that know more about whiskey than you do. Oh, 100%. And 100%. Know, like, about the products, and you have to be. Well, edu- we met Gene today. We met oh, Gene yeah. at uh, Warehouse Liquors, and the guy. Encyclopedia. Guy knows, yeah. yeah, he knows a he knows a lot about whiskey. Yeah, he's you know? a, truly a guy that well, everything Been on his around shelf for a long time. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, he, and, he, and everything, on, yeah, whiskey, yeah. everything on his shelf, he's had a he's had a drop of it. You yep. know, he yeah. knows what it tastes like. I think it's really important too. Like I've Bob, who's the um, beverage director at Fountainhead, 
Hey, you were talking about how when he first started there, uh, he was stacking all the bottles and moving all the bottles and putting the shelves in, dis in display and like, touching the bottles, getting that feel for it and seeing the individual uh, spirits and then the individual like expressions too of how, you know, as we're sitting here with all these whiskeys right in front of us, there's something different about it from the color, from the label, the shape, even how it's embossed uh, on, the, on the Alba. There's yeah. something different then you taste it too, but you've had that personal touch and that personal connection with it to help you grow with the mm -hmm. brands. Well, we were talking about that, hey, like the feel like oh. the feel of it oh, in your yeah, hand, that, the feel yeah. of Abelard, like the bottle. No. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. As he slips Wait, it no. into his shirt. <laughs> yeah. no, you're but right, like, though. there's something about the feel Even of the it. Even the wax right? on the top is just yeah, different. It's yeah, just, yeah. It, it, it's just sturdy. And I was saying to Graham that um, whenever we're like, so in, in my house here in Chicago, yep. uh, rather than having like a plastic bottle or something in the in the fridge, <laughs> I have it. I have like a couple of bottles of Aberlour filled with water uh -huh. just because I like the feel of it yeah, and like I like pouring out of it it's like yeah like and if people come round you know uh, a couple of friends of mine who are from Chicago originally they were out of university and I'd not seen them in years and when I first moved over here we they came around for steak and like I was pouring them water and they were like man is that like a whiskey bottle and I was like yeah like that's what I'm pouring my water I'm like love it because it's just the balls who it great. Is, it's, like, it's a great feel, that ball. It sits no. so well in the hand, yeah. isn't it? And that new packaging is just yeah. immense. So have you seen so this? Have you seen this already? Yeah, yeah. yeah we yeah. saw it um, in June. Back in June, or, yeah. Yeah, we had yeah. it out here. In, just in Boston on the yeah, label. We tried, we tried a little bit of it as well, too. Yeah. So, yeah. Definitely, no, it's a quality whiskey and looks good. We talked a lot about actually the color and the shape, and Wilson was really intrigued by the color and then the bottle shape, or the bottle being having the boss lettering on it, well, too. Like the color of it is just, it's just so... Oh. It's just sh shockingly different almost to the rest of the Abelard range, you know, which has been yeah. such a sherry forward range for so long. Definitely. And um, it's it's an enticement as well because yeah, you see beautiful. the colour and you say, Abelard, that yeah. colour? Yeah. You think, wow, that's going to intrigue me. I'm going to get in there. I agree. No, try, it's you know? definitely an intriguing product to have. Um, how's it done so far? People love it, man. People, like, like, I think, I don't know if it's because of that American palette, but... Well, last night, Benny's had sold out. <laughs> yeah. Hey, congratulations, guys. So we turned up. Yeah, yeah, we went to the event there, and, and they they brought it in yesterday. Nice. And they sold six bottles. Yeah. Very good. They brought it in two days ago. Sorry, and they sold yeah. them all by yesterday. I was drinking with Ross, the store manager, yesterday at Fountainhead while you guys were doing your presentations. Ah, Farkas yeah. McFarkison. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a good Scottish we, name. We, we were talking about it once today. Ross McFarkison. Uh, so. Nah, lovely guy, and and I mean, even even though there weren't any bottles on the shelf, um, people were doing the wee rain check forms. Oh, great! And so Graham's yeah. going to sign a few bottles tomorrow that are uh, <laughs> more signing to do. Yeah, and uh, they're going to go home with a book as well, aren't they? Yeah, they, yeah. So I, I mean, a lot of people went home with books, nice. which was nice. Uh, yeah. And it's just uh, it's just a great it's a great little introduction into the brand. Very cool. And to talk to you a little bit more about that insight, that background of what, what went into it all. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I agree. Well, I know you're on a time crunch today. Um, short little podcast. We still got a half an hour out of it. So yeah, half yeah. Hour. yeah that was a quick half hour. Yeah, quick half hour. Yeah, Flute. definitely. Blitzed. But, yeah. you know, Graham has to go back home. He came all the way to Chicago just to do a 30-minute podcast. But um, <laughs> now back home to uh, lovely Scotland. Um, well, thanks a lot for coming on again. Appreciate it. It's always great to see you guys. Um, Calm. thanks for coming on, I guess, too. Man, I think... Uh, I think I think I'll just I think get, tell Wilson he's done. Yeah, uh, you're moving over. 
I've had we're uh, I'm, I'm taking whoever wants to co-host me with me tomorrow morning. They can come and hang out. So you can I jump. Mean, you can jump right in at 10 a.m. to record a podcast. Yeah, give my regards to Wilson. I will absolutely. Yeah. I'm sure he was uh, sad to miss it, but he was too far away and had to do uh, some other obligations this afternoon. Um, but everybody out there, thanks for uh, listening to us. We always appreciate it. Check us out at Keenlight Keenlight.com and go buy some Abelauer too. It's one of my favorite whiskeys to enjoy. I'm um, not just saying it because you guys are here. I was fans of the brand before they started coming on, but uh, really great support and everything like that for them and uh, always uh, always loved and good seeing you guys here thank you cheers, awesome Vic. cheers thank you